You have tuned into Breaking the Mask of Depression with your host, Diva with Depression. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking the Mask of Depression with me, your hostess, the Diva with Depression. I hope that you all are all doing well today, tonight, wherever you're at. Uh, the world is kind of crazy as usual. I, I feel like I've been saying that every day, every week for two years, but it doesn't seem to be getting um, better. <laughs> so uh, I really do hope that you guys are staying safe in spite of what is going on around us. I don't usually write a script for my episodes. I have, you know, notes and I have an outline, but I don't I don't usually have a script, but this episode is totally unscripted and it came to me because of a couple of things that have been happening. I know that I've been sharing with you guys every single time that I come to you that my spiral has been a little bit out of control for more than six months. I'm not, I don't remember when it started, but it seems to be rolling and intensifying. And <clears throat> I know that that's hard for some people to hear. It's hard for me to say, but we have to be honest with how we're feeling. And, you know, the more we hold in, the more the illness can grow and that keeps us hidden away and those are feel-good things <laughs> you know that people always say you know you have to share you have to be open and you have to be open to change and you know all sorts of other bullshit and, and I hate to say bullshit but <clears throat> when you're in a bad spot you know the fluffy comments and the uh, fluffy propaganda, I called it, call it, it, it doesn't mean anything and, and it can't land where people think it's going to land. Uh, what's the saying? It's not giving what it's supposed to get, what it's supposed to give because I'm, I'm in a bad place. And, you know, it's hard to pinpoint where things start because I've been in this darkness for so many years. Um, it feels like all of my life, but of course, intensely for the past 16, 17 years. And there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to when the monster shows up or how much damage the monster sh does when it shows up uh, in this intensely. And, you know, you, I can isolate, I can stop talking, I can do nothing, but I, I don't, you know, I, I do isolate a little bit, but I still try to keep up with doing the work that I'm doing, the volunteer work that I do. And usually that gives me some peace because I'm helping people. But I want to say in the past six months, it's not, it's not bringing me any peace. Um, it, it's actually leaving me a little frustrated, <laughs> you know, um, especially when you're talking to people every day 
and they forget that they are talking to another human being and you know they're they're just not very nice and being in the state of mind that I am in when I start to receive feedback like that it, it sort of makes me want to shut down um, so you know I will say that in the past month and a half a few things have happened uh, I have lost three family members one on my mom's side and two on my father's side and you know they, they were elders you know in my life and so you know when you get to be 50 plus losing elders it's it's a natural natural progression of things I guess but whenever we lose someone we sit back and we try to think about what that person meant to you and what that person brought to your life and all three of those people especially two of them bought a significant amount of love and understanding and caring to my life and they were just amazing women and so when I got the news about the third passing I I sat back and and just you know, um, of course shed a tear, but just had this big sigh because you hate to lose anyone, but especially people that bring joy to the world, bring light to the world, bring understanding to the world. And I lived a life where I didn't always have access to those people, especially when it came to interacting with my father's family. Uh, I came to him later, a little later in life, and some of the people in his family accepted me, and some of the people in his family tolerated me. <clears throat> and my aunt that passed away <clears throat> accepted me, and I'll, I'll never forget that. So, of course, you know, then I have to sit back and you know, start ruminating about my father and where he uh, landed in my life and the things that he's done to me. And then, you know, with another one of the passings, I had to start ruminating about my mother and where she, you know, what she did in my life and, and the type of person that she is. And, you know, this all just sits and it just sits and it just sits. And it's hard to, um, I'm not going to say it's hard to move past it because you can move past it and function and do what you have to do, but forgetting is the tough part. And so, you know, the, that's the first part. The second part is, is that I did two um, speaking engagements and I, I do, I have done many, many things for large companies and for some reason, the large companies are the hardest to get payment from. And, you know, I'm not rolling in the dough. And, you know, I still have yet to receive payment for those speaking engagements. And we're not talking millions of dollars, y'all. Listen, it's not a lot. But I I spend my time. You know, I prep. I talk. You know, I, I, get, I get there. Sometimes 
you know, even if I'm supposed to speak for 10 minutes, I speak for 15 minutes. I really give it my all because I feel that I'm helping someone and you can't shortchange that. But when people don't start to, when people don't respect your time and people don't respect your gift, it hurts. And it hurts even more when you already have a problem with respecting your gift and understanding your worth. And so that was another thing that, you know, had me sitting in my feelings and um, for about two months. The third thing is that, you know, I went through emptiness five years ago. You know, when my oldest moved to another state, my youngest went off to college and it hit me really, really hard because mom was and still is my best role. I, 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 I give everything for my kids. And so when they get older and they leave the nest, it's very, very hard to accept that. And so um, I, <clears throat> I went through empty nest syndrome and then I was also grieving the loss of my sister. And so at that time, you know, I had no idea that emptiness was a thing. Well, I mean, I knew it was a thing, but I just didn't know it was a major thing. And then I figured, well, okay, after a year, you sort of move on because you start to get used to it. But that's not true, guys. Um, like I said, we're five years later here. And I want to say that you sort of get over the shock of them leaving the nest but every single time they take a step forward or into a new adventure, um, it feels like they're moving a little bit away from you more, if that makes sense, right? Because even though they live in different states, they're still, you know, that's still part of my everyday. But once they become more independent and I think that as we grow we become more independent it doesn't stop at 18 or 21 I think that as we get older we just start new adventures <laughs> you know we start you know becoming independent in different lanes and both of my children are embarking on new lanes and it, it's I, I'm like I'm so proud of them I'm so excited for their futures. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for them waking up in the morning. <laughs> you know, I'm that mom. Um, but, you know, when, when your children start to, you know, get busy with life, there, there's not always that contact every single day. And it could be a text or it could be a message or, you know, something like that. But there's not always we're not always actively participating in their life. That's, that's the way to put it. And that's okay. You know, that is fine because they're adults. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be, um, I, I shouldn't expect them to be, you know, in, interacting with me every single day. They shouldn't feel bad if they don't interact with me. I, I would never want that. But I'm saying all this to say that there are, um, there are bumps in, in the emptiness road, you know, and just like grief never ends. 
these things never end either because as we get older and older and older and our children get older and older and older, the, the roads do start to shift. They, stu- they do start to separate and it's always going to be an adjustment, um, especially if you're someone like me who put, who, who made mom their, their role, their life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I will never, ever apologize for that. But sometimes we, we lose our way, you know, when we lose ourselves. And I lost myself a long time ago. I was, I was excited to have the role of mom because it gave me a purpose. And leading into the next thing, purpose. You know, this, this platform is is my purpose has been my purpose for the past couple of years and I love helping people and I love creating um I I love getting on here and sharing resources with you guys and and helping someone anyone that is listening to get to where they need to go for mental wellness Uh, it actually helps me with my mental health but I started to, you know, get a little miffed, you know, along with the payment thing and the volunteer work. It's sort of, it's because, I don't know, I think that I'm getting a little burnt out because I'm, I'm annoyed, if that's the case, that's the word, with people not um, recognizing how hard I work or how much I love to do this. And I know that we don't live for other people's opinions. But you do want people to, you know, um, be happy for you, uh, participate in your happiness. And that's not happening. It's happening in the podcast world, but it's not happening in any other place (laughs) in my platform. And, you know, I had a conversation with someone that um, I do volunteer with and I think that they were sort of surprised at some of the things that I do. And that meant that, I don't know, you know, are you not paying attention? (laughs) You know, are you not, um, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. I'm not, I don't do this for likes. I don't do this for, um, riches. I don't do this for anything other than my, my desire to help us as a people become mentally well and if not fully mentally well at least mentally stable you know recognizing um when we're hurting and and how to take a step forward to get rid of some of that hurt and sometimes it's it's hard you know doing this and not feeling well and so I, I think that that's, you know, th- th- that's how I'm feeling. Lost, um, disconnected, and I think that it's okay to say that. You know, I wish more people took the time to say that and, and respected how they were feeling. If they feel like they need to, you know, take a little break, um, 
cry a little bit, scream a little bit, curse a little bit. I do all those things. But I want, I'm sharing this because I want you guys to know that it's okay to do that. It's okay to um, call life out, so to speak, you know, and, and put life on blast when it's not, when life isn't lifing, when your life isn't lifing the way you want it to. And the last thing that um, really started hitting me is a couple of conversations that I've had in the past two weeks. And after every conversation, which actually ended in therapy today with me hysterical crying because I'm having conversations with people that are close to me and they are saying things as if they don't know me, as if they don't listen to me, if this, as if they don't get me. You know, I don't, I don't expect people to, you know, understand the deep, dark corners of my mind. But if you are an active participant in my life, I at least expect you to understand, you know, where I'm coming from and sort of not put a spin on how I'm feeling. And as I was telling my therapist about it, she said that sometimes people don't know how to listen to you and not have it um, make it about them. Or sometimes when people, the people closest to you hear how hurt you are or how traumatized you are, maybe it bothers them that they couldn't help you. Or maybe their reaction to you is, it, it's them. I mean, of course, you know, you, 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 we do understand that sometimes it's not about us, but I think it stings a little when those people that are closest to you don't understand who you are, um, why you are, and what you are, so to speak, because they have a window into your life that millions don't, and I don't think that you have to have a mental illness to understand someone with a mental illness. I think that we can all learn, listen and learn how to treat people that are struggling with whatever in life. If we love them, if we care, if we want to truly help, I think listening and learning and and leaping, <laughs> you know, into um, understanding how to better understand them, I think it goes a long way. And so when you have someone um, that is lost in the darkness and feels disconnected and feels detached from life, when you do share something with someone and they totally missed the point it hurts a lot and we can't expect be expected to comfort people when we can't comfort ourselves we can't ex be expected to change people when we can't change ourselves and sometimes it's just too fucking much 
um, to have to take care of yourself and then teach people how to take care of you or teach people how to treat you. And I know that that's another um, piece of propaganda that flows around. You have to teach people how to treat you. It's fucking exhausting. It's so exhausting to teach people just how to, um, I don't know, how to talk to you, how to love you. And sometimes I, I, just, I don't feel like doing it, <laughs> you know, and sometimes millions of people don't feel like doing it. And, and that's part of the reason why we isolate or we don't talk because you talk and talk sometimes. And if you're not going to be heard, if you're not going to be understood, if no one is going to take the time to really try to understand you, then what the hell is the use of keep saying it? You know, um, and, and, and it's, I'll speak for myself. I, I, I constantly feel like it's my fault, you know, that I am the way I am, that I created this, this monster, that it's my fault that I'm in the darkness. It's my fault that I'm lost. It's my fault that I'm disconnected. And, and many of us are like that. You know, we can't, we can't find the courage to, to be loud about who really did certain things to us. So we just internalize everything and make everything our fault. And people will strike you and you'll say, oh, it's my fault. I, I, I triggered them. You know, people will curse you out. And, oh, it's my fault. I said the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. I knew that they didn't like it. Um, sort of, you know, how it, it's abusive. It, it's living in abusive situations. You start to take the blame of what your, tor your tormentor has done. And so, you know, all of this leaves you lonely and empty and with no answers <laughs> and you you just get to the point where you just don't want to talk like I haven't even had the desire to go to therapy for the past couple of months I'm going you know because I know that that's something that I need to do to make sure that I at least stay um, somewhat on the right path but it, it's I just feel like um I've been doing therapy. I've been taking medication so many years and I always end up back here. I, I, I don't even think I live, I leave, you know, where I'm at. And that's not a good place to be because, you know, you need to get help. You need to take your medications if you, if you have to. Um, but, but it's a struggle to find a reason to keep going through the treatments and the talking and the, you know, the different practices of trying to find yourself and find some mental balance. It, it's just, um, it's too much. And so I want to tie this back into this being the last day of Men's Health Awareness Month. I asked, I, I've asked several men on many occasions um, 
friends and family members to come on since I started the podcast and they wouldn't, um, you know, a couple of them said, fuck, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Um, because you know, men are not supposed to be vulnerable. Men are not supposed to share the emotions. And so I, they turned me down and, you know, I've sent out a couple of emails and, you know, talked to a couple of people this month because it was really important for me to try to get um, men, many men to come on the the show um, during this month and talk about mental illness and mental health. And, but I get it, you know, I get it. Nobody's listening to them. And so why would they risk their, um, their image, I guess, or, you know, reputation or self self esteem to come on here and be vulnerable. And that's what I'm sharing with you. Um, when I when I'm talking to you about what I'm going through, we're, we're tired. Of, we, we just don't, we don't want to take the chance of opening up and people are not understanding. And I, I hope that the, the men that came on this month, I hope that they shared enough to help other brothers out there um, understand that it's not a sign of weakness. You know, we're, we're all struggling with something and it's not a sign of weakness to say that you're struggling. There are people out there that listen. Um, I had someone post on my TikTok page that women need to mind their damn business and just let men be. Um, what? <laughs> you know, there are millions of women that would love to listen to the men in their lives share and open up to them and, you know, help them get get to a place where they're happy and, and well. So um, I was a little put off by that comment, but I get it. You know, they, they think that all women don't listen, but that's another show. So I, I want to thank Percy and I want to thank Butch and Greg for coming on this month and sharing their story, uh, bravely sharing their story. They shared some things that, you know, I don't think everyone knew. Um, And it took a lot of courage to do that. And I, I love I love the three of them for um, supporting me and coming on and sharing. And if you haven't already done so, please go back and listen to those episodes and share them with the men in your life. Hey, share them with men that you don't know. (laughs) You know, we just want to get the conversation going and get the men in our lives on the road to mental wellness. And lastly... July is Minority Mental Health Month, and since I started this, I don't think that I've ever not done anything for Minority Mental Health Month, but I am going to take a break for the month of July. Uh, I did mention that both of my children have uh, different adventures starting, so I'm going to be helping them with their adventures, and birthdays and and milestones and different things like that so I just didn't think that it would be fair to them not to be able to give my all and it wouldn't be fair to you guys not to be to give my all to this 
So I am going to take the first long break <laughs> that I've ever taken since I started the podcast. I, you know, I may have taken a week here or there, but I've never taken off um, a couple of weeks. So I am going to take off a couple of weeks, uh, come back in August. I will definitely, definitely, definitely still be on my social media platforms, uh, sharing information, resources. I'll never not do that. And especially since it is Minority Mental Health Month, I will not miss that. And I'll, I'll still be posting everything. Um, I will be rebroadcasting some of my top episodes about minority mental health and illness and some of the issues that we face as a people in, in the mental health field. So listen out for that. Listen to all the episodes. <laughs> if you get some time, you can always listen to all of them. But I will definitely be resharing some key episodes that I produced about mental illness in black and brown communities, the stigma, the generational traumas that we face. So listen out for that. I appreciate everything that everyone does for me. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the feedback. I, I even appreciate the people that, you know, give negative feedback because negative feedback pushes us. It fights us to do better, I believe. So I love and appreciate you all. I'm not going to the other end of the earth. <laughs> you know, if you need me for anything, like I said, my social media platforms are still open. My email address and website are still open. I will still be active on everything. I just won't be producing new episodes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for understanding. Uh, I hope you guys um, enjoy the read broadcast. I hope that you guys enjoy Minority Mental Health Month. I hope that you become, you know, get out there and get active and finding resources for anyone that needs them. I hope that you stay peaceful. I hope that you stay loving. And I hope that you find some healing in your soul. I hope that you find a light in the darkness, which is what all of us are looking for. And all of us can hope for. And I thank you so much for being you and being the superhero that you are. Take care. Thank you.